0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Digital Nomad World Weekly Series. I'm Becky and I'll be your host and today I'm glad to have on the show with us Jordan Carroll. We're going to talk about how to be remote for life. Jordan, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, you got my little tagline there from my book. I love it.
0: Yes, I am so excited to read your book, by the way, which we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. But first of all, Jordan, I would love to hear about your background and how you got into this whole remote life experience and remote jobs.
1: Yeah, so I've been remote since 2013 at some capacity. Um, In 2013, I, out out of college, worked for a very large corporate firm, and the remote that I experienced was a snow day. So a snow day turned into, hey, work from home, which was awesome. I got that email and it was like, hey, everybody could work from home today. It's like, great. I'm just going to go right back to sleep. And, <laughs> and and just like turned over and it was like, man, this is awesome. I love this. I didn't use it as a way to enhance my life. It was just a buffer for the hangover basically at the time. So my first experience <laughs> with like working remotely, working from home were forced. And then after that winter, we, we were going back to the office full time and me and a few of the other people that were in our training program actually negotiated to work from home one day a week on Fridays. So we start working on Fridays from home, which was still a great experience. And then once I left that training program, I ended up moving back to California from Boston. And... Uh, worked on a team where I could work remotely within my territory. So I was mostly working within the United States, remote and from home. I visit customers now and again. But after a while, I just realized like, that corporate life wasn't really for me. So I, I spent about four years there. And even though I was mostly remote, other than being at client sites, I just felt like I wanted a, a, an experience with maybe a smaller company and having like more impact on what was actually happening. And so I went to a really small PR firm and was working remotely for them in Portland, Oregon, and uh, ended up having another existential crisis, broke up with my ex-girlfriend, and then left the country and then started actually traveling and initially doing that as a freelancer and also then getting a job at Remote Year. So what I want to say out of all of it is I've had a lot of different experiences working in a lot of different industries, a lot of different types of roles a lot of different flavors of remote. And that's given me a really good perspective on how people can land different types of remote jobs based on what it is that they're looking for or what it is that their skill set is. So that, that's that been, uh, that's like super high level. I know we're trying to keep things concise, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. And then you can go in if you uh, have any specific questions.
0: I mean, I do love the variety of remote experiences you have. And I know that that really lends itself to you being able to give a wide variety of advice to people. Um, But when you had these, I I know you've already touched on a few of them, but when you had these remote job experiences, what were some of the key takeaways for you in general about the remote job industry? Um, And would you do anything differently if you could do it all over again from the beginning of remote for you to now what it became?
1: yeah that's a great question i think at the beginning again it was like the the key insight looking back reflecting was that you don't just go remote overnight and all of a sudden like you're a really efficient like polished remote worker like i was working in my bed with my computer on conference calls like falling asleep because back then in 2013 2014 you didn't need to have a Zoom call. You were just on conference lines. And so there'd be like all hands calls, or there's like, you know, hundreds of people on the call. And it's just like, all right, I'll put this next to my head and I'm going to lay down. And then I'd, you know, fall asleep or something. So just because I got the permission to work remote or work from home didn't mean that all of a sudden I knew how to do it and I was going to be good at doing it. I had the self motivation to do it, all those things. That's one lesson. I think a further lesson closer to where I'm at now was when I was working for remote year, which is, an organization that coordinates travel programs for people that work remotely that go to a different country every single month. I did a program as a participant and then I got hired by Remote Year and worked for them for over a year. And as I was working for them, I was in their sales team, people would would call us and people would set up meetings with us thinking that we got the jobs for them, the, the, the remote jobs for them. And that's not what Remote Year does. They basically set up programs for people who already work remotely. So for me, I was understanding like, oh man, this was back in 2018. It's like, there's so many people who are looking for remote work. Like half the people that called us were like, how do I get a remote job? So you you guys give us a remote job, right? Like, no, but I was like, wow, like I'm getting this like so much that I think maybe I should start a business to help people with this because that's how much the, I could tell that there was an appetite for people to want to work remote, to be able to travel, to do all these things.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad that you noticed that. And you really, with all those calls, I'm sure started to see patterns and the same needs that people had. Um, what were some of I'm, I'm curious, what were some of those calls? Like, what were people, were people telling you like the situations they were in and like why they were trying to get to remote year?
1: Yeah. I mean, they were t- typically the same types of questions was just like, if someone had a job it wasn't remote uh and they were tired of it but maybe they could do their job remote so they were like why i don't understand why my company won't let me work remote but i'm trying to find an actual remote job one that lets me travel and then another key piece of this especially back in 2018 i mean now it's you know there's a little bit more i guess widespread adoption and also understanding of what remote work is but back then people didn't really understand the concept of like distributed companies and companies that intentionally don't have a headquarters, don't have, you know, an office. And I think one important thing to look at is about 90, 95% of jobs have some sort of geographical restriction. So especially back then, it was probably even more. And you had these people who wanted to work remotely, but there's so few jobs and so few companies that would let them work remotely and travel, right, as a digital nomad. So like, that was a huge thing to, to try to, to try to understand, okay, well, what companies are allowing people to do this? What types of jobs go hand in hand with this? And then what are the other options like freelancing or starting your own business? Things like that. I never really wanted to teach people how to start their own business. I felt like there was a really underserved, underserved population of people that don't have any interest in being an entrepreneur. They want to make a paycheck like consistently, they just want to work for someone else and clock out, but they want to be able to travel. And I think that's becoming more and more common. And uh, I think over time in the next five, 10 years, I think what we're going to see is a lot of people are probably just going to be independent contractors or freelancers. They're going to work for a bunch of different companies. They're going to have project-based work like freelancing. And then there's going to be even more people that are working you know, full-time, especially if you're a US citizen working full-time as an employee for a US company that allows you to be outside the country for a few months a year or um full time if they don't have an office
0: yeah. There's so much to think about. And you actually, you mentioned on your website that there's a learning curve, not only for finding the remote job, like you're mentioning, but mm-hmm. also becoming an efficient, high-performing remote worker. Like you that, you brought up that image of you laying in bed, like the phone up, yeah. listening on the conference call. Can you elaborate okay. on what you mean by that and give us t- some tips to help us ease this learning curve and become more efficient at the same time?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think first is recognizing that like anything, all of these things take specific specific sets of skills. So working like as an efficient remote worker take is, this, is this a specific skill set, like building the self-motivation, building the discipline, building the habits, building the structure within your calendar, things like that is one thing. Um, another is the actual job search, like conducting a job search is a skill in itself. Because a lot of what a lot of people will do is they'll just go online, they'll go to job boards, they'll scroll through and they'll see what's there for them. Like, oh, what are the job board gods have for me today? But in reality, the way that a really good job search works is focusing on networking, focusing on really getting clear on what it is that you want to do and putting yourself in the ecosystem of the companies that will allow you to live the lifestyle that you want to live. So instead of just looking at the job boards, it's like, okay let me back up for a second. Let me look at who I am. Let me look at my skill set. Let me look at what I actually want to do. Let me look at what I can do remotely. And let me find companies that hire someone like me who will allow me to live the lifestyle I want to live from day one. A lot of people go into those job boards and find companies that will hire someone like them, but they won't hire them with the ability to live the lifestyle they want to live. They'll have some restriction, right? And then they have to fight the uphill battle of like negotiating to work, remotely out of the country or whatever it might be. So that's another skill set. And then the actual job is a skill set too, right? Like marketing or or programming or um, sales or whatever it is that you do as a job. These are all different skill sets. So if you just focus on the one where you're talking about where it's like being an efficient remote worker, I think figuring out how to institute, uh, depending on your personality, but like for me, I have a pretty good sense of self-motivation like intrinsic self-motivation but I also know what helps me focus and I'm someone who was actually diagnosed with ADHD really late in life like within the past year when I was in Vancou I actually did a brain, brain scan and I found out that I had ADHD and I like never knew this because it shows up in a lot of different ways right it can show up as being super obsessive. It could show up as kind of being OCD. It could show up as not being able to focus at all. But I realized that it kind of explained a lot of things. But for me, one of the things that really helps is using a, a virtual coworking app. So I use focus mate, which is the number one in my mind. I know the founder is one of my really good friends. And basically you can set up 25 or 50 minute co-working sessions and work with people all around the world. And I use that as accountability. I use it as focus time and I use it as a way to structure my day. So in the, in the morning, when I'm most productive people, whoever they are, you know, you need to figure out when you're most productive. And then I would set up some of these focus mate sessions, or if you can get yourself to do it great, but set up sessions with 25 minutes or 50 minutes at a time, take breaks in between. And my more recent, uh, thing that I'm trying to work on is just having one task for the day. It's like, I'll look at my day and I'll say, I have a lot of stuff to do, right? But I'll just say, okay, in that deep work time or in that really focused time, if I just have one thing to do and it will make me feel good that I got it done today, what is that thing? And typically it's something that's going to take 30 minutes to an hour, maybe two hours. It's something that's a little bit heavier lift. It's something that's a little bit more mentally intensive, but I'm like, how do I move the ball forward in a project that is like the most important project? And what's that thing? Like ask yourself, like, what's the thing that if I do this one thing, it will make everything easier or unnecessary.
0: Yeah. These are such helpful things. I love the virtual co-working app. I've actually never used one. And perhaps a lot of people watching have never heard of it either. And I'm going to try it.
1: A lot, of people ha- yeah, a lot of people haven't a lot of people haven't heard of focus mate it is an absolute game changer you literally and it's it's free for up to three sessions a week so you can try it out for free and then it's $5 US a month for unlimited so it's uh, at some point they're gonna have to raise their prices because it's crazy but uh, I almost I almost don't work without it now uh, it's just it's just too helpful.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people, when they go remote, I think they, they will say, I miss my, the people I worked with. I don't miss yeah. being in the office, but you do, I can say from personal experience, you do miss yeah. the team feeling. And if, do you find the same people uh, logging on? Do you see a lot of the same people when you get onto the virtual co working, or is it always different?
1: So um, there's tens of thousands of people on the app. So, okay. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, you, like if you really wanted to, you probably can get matched with different people almost every time. Uh, but they have a favorites feature. So you can uh, star people that you really like to work with. You can snooze people you didn't like to work with. And from that, you'll actually be able to see people who are your star, your favorites, like their schedule. Like if they've pre-scheduled sessions and then you can book with them specifically. Uh, so I'll have some people who like, yeah, are very re- I'm very regular with. We'll, we'll work two or three times a week together. And it just kind of builds like I built friendships and relationships off that. And that's that's been an awesome part of it.
0: That's great. Okay. Now to get back to the beginning a little bit when you're trying to get this remote mm-hmm. job, I wanted to ask, it's a huge question. And I know we're going to do a very like, you know, overlay kind of answer, but what do we need to be careful about when we do apply for remote jobs in terms of where the company is based? Are there any visa insurance or tax issues that we need to look out for?
1: Yeah, almost always. I mean, it okay. depends on I I would first understand. Obviously, what your citizenship is, where you're permitted to work, and then try to find, like, again, we go back to the, the lifestyle question. What's your ideal lifestyle? And what is it that you are looking for out of uh, a company? And then uh, instead of just going on these job boards and applying, go and find companies who are already hiring people in your country or or in your lifestyle. So to do that, you can look at companies that are specifically distributed throughout the world, like a Zapier, like a GitLab, um, uh, like a Buffer, like these are types of companies that hire all over uh, the world. And I would like specifically focus on industry too, like what's the industry that you want to work in and that you maybe even have some experience in and try to make it like the easiest that you can to start. Because depending on your situation, if you've never worked remotely before, or if you work remotely before, you're just looking for a better position. Just always, I would always think about like, what's the next step in the journey for you? And how do you take a step up? Like make you make whatever your situation is an upgrade, but don't feel like you have to hit a home run every time. Like if right now you're restricted to living in a certain country in a certain place, like remote. Then the next step is to find something that will allow you to maybe move to other countries a couple couple months of the year or whatever. It's like I would just think about it as leverage all the skills that you have, leverage all the experience you have to put yourself in a better position, and you can just keep uh, going up the ladder. Right? You don't have to like if like if you don't if you haven't worked remotely at all and you've just driven Uber or something and you're trying to transition into a fully remote company that will let you travel the world. Like, that's going to be a harder jump than if you just found a company that lets you live within the United States, for instance, and you're a U.S. citizen, right? So, like, think about what that next step might look like that can get you closer to having experience necessary to work for a company that will allow you to live wherever. Because those companies, the ones that hire from anywhere, they are the most competitive, right? Like, those are the ones that are getting the most amount of applications. They are the ones looking for the best talent, and they're going to be able to get the best talent because everybody wants those jobs.
0: Does it do these companies often say we we hire from anywhere on the their descriptions or is it a question that you usually have to ask them?
1: Yeah, so this is I mean this is one of the biggest gripes uh, in the industry right now is just the lack of standardization of what the word remote means. And I don't know if we're going to see a great response I don't know. It's it, there's not a clean solution to this because different websites for instance use different terms when they're talking about the remote uh so the, like how remote a company is so i would only entertain companies that are very explicit in how they talk about remote work so that might look like on their about page on their career page on their home page they actually talk about remote work they talk about being remote first they talk about uh having people all over the world i would specifically look for that in how the company talks about what they do and how they work because if you don't see that at all and the company still says remote and then you read through the job description and then it's like oh well remote in this area or remote a few days a week like that's becoming that's very common right now is that these job descriptions and the way that companies are describing things are are not completely accurate
0: yeah. I've even seen some articles praising a company for how they like managed to convince their employees to come back into the office five days a week. And I was like, this shouldn't be, you know, the prize. It should be, you know, this right. remote industry should be continue to be celebrated because it does give people more peace of mind and work-life balance. That's what we're all, I think that's yeah. why remote is so, you know, so desirable now.
1: Well, and, and the reality is like some companies aren't meant to be remote and their leadership, their culture, the way that they've started the organization and the way that they've brought about their, um, their policies, like a company like that, like that can quote unquote convince their people to come back to the office. Like those kind of companies are going to die out is what I think is because the top talent is not going to go. They're not going to, the top talent's not going to go to those companies. Top talent's going to go to companies that allow them to have choice and, and maybe someone does want to go to an office. Maybe you have like this high performer who's like, I really love going to the office. So like there are going to be companies that have that as a choice too. And I think those are the ones who are going to win the most. It's like, hey, you can work from anywhere. You can, you can work in one of our offices or anywhere. You know, it's like giving that option is really great. But I also understand from the company side how that can be so difficult because then you have different uh, – policies that that maybe apply to different types of people and it gets really messy like hybrid is the the hardest out of the out of the out of fully remote or fully office like hybrids the most difficult because you're constantly dealing with uh, a different bandwidth of communication between the people maybe even what some people might feel as preferential treatment or like just so many issues so it, it I've read a lot of a lot of good material on why why you should choose between the two. But I also understand companies that are kind of trying to do in the middle. And I think the more choice you can give an employee, the better it is for the employees, but the harder it is for the companies at times.
0: Yeah. I know there are many bosses who want to know exactly what you're doing, when you're doing it, where you're doing it. And this is not the reality of the future. So... Yeah, yeah, people are going to have to come to the middle or figure it out. But I also I wanted to ask you today about your book. I know you have written a book called Remote for Life. First of all, I want to ask you what does the title mean? Because I can think of it in two different ways.
1: There's a lot of different ways you could think about it. It is meant to be a uh, a play on words. So I love if you it. Look at the cover. If you look at the cover, there's actually a remote on it. Yes. So there- yes. Yeah, it's like remote work combined with remote, remote control. And then remote for life, like this is your remote for life. Like you can use this remote. And if you look at the buttons, the buttons are all remote work topics. Like there's one on there that's like a little beach, one on there that's a a plane, one on there that's an email, one on there that's a calendar. So like you can use the remote to uh, configure your life because of remote work so it's like if there's all these like little meanings and then it's like remote for life like i want to be remote for the rest of my life like you can look at it that way there's so many different I also took it like think-
0: spiritually like remote for yeah. life like to give yourself life because this office has yeah. just drained it from you
1: there you go there's another one this is a <laughs> great sure title people yeah yeah and actually you know what's funny is uh i did like a a, a poll about what my title should be and I had like three or four titles in there and that one didn't win but it didn't matter I was like this is the one I want (laughs) (laughs) I, I was just did the I did the poll for like awareness just so that people knew I was writing a book but then it's funny when you're like really sure about something and you put the poll out there and people are like choosing something else and you're like well, uh, screw you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, I'm going with the title that I like. It's my book.
0: <laughs> yeah, go with your gut. So, what does this book talk about? What does it cover?
1: Yeah, uh I, I think of it as kind of the ultimate guide to finding a flexible job and fast fast forwarding to freedom is what the tagline is. So there are anecdotal stories from clients of mine as well as my own life that give real world examples of what's working in a job search for remote work and it goes it starts off from basically constructing your remote life and putting yourself in a position to to have the right mindset for remote work all the way to exactly what to put in your application package and send in an interview and negotiation and all that stuff so i i mean i actually got an email i got an email yesterday from a guy who sent me like a you know quote unquote success story he was like hey i've got something to share um i just sent off uh, an application to this position and i used the template from the cover letter that you had in there i followed some of the instructions on how to reach out to the hiring manager And uh, I got an interview within two days and I've sent out 32 applications before that and didn't hear a word, this works. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, uh, you know, you you have, like I've worked with a lot of clients at this point. I've worked with a lot of people and seen a lot of success, but it's fun when you know the book is out there doing the job for me. It's like, I don't have to necessarily be coaching somebody. It's like, they can just pick up the book and, you know, they're going to get a lot of the, not all the same value as, as you get from working with me, because you obviously get a lot more feedback, but get a ton of value out of it. And I think I wanted to just put everything that I had learned from the past you know, decade into that book and, and really, uh, especially the past couple of years, because I almost wrote it in, in 2018, 19. And I'm really glad that I didn't, because if I had, I might have had to start it over <laughs> with what happened in 2020 so yeah it's it's all those things
0: oh yeah and who could have foreseen the way things have changed in the last couple of years with remote work it's incredible I'm so in one hand I'm so happy but you know it was not for the happiest of reasons but I think we can take this as a positive going forward for society
1: 100% I mean there's yeah there's a there's a silver lining to everything and as much as it was a very painful time for a lot of people. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily make sense to focus on the negatives, um, like for anything in life. Right. Like if if you have a, you have a choice of how you react to things. And of course you go through a grieving process. You go through like my grandma passed away during the COVID. Uh, I had another friend pass away during COVID uh, unrelated to COVID. But I think in each of those situations, my choice was to focus on what's going well in life and what lessons I learned from those people and how to celebrate them. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to default towards how can I take the lesson from this rather than sulk in, in negativity. Cause I don't think that that really helps.
0: Yeah. And if we had to suffer through all this pain and, and agony for two years, but we get more freedom out of it, by deciding to change our lives and get a remote job and yeah. then be able to spend more time with our family and have a better balance than maybe in the end, it's worth it for a lot of families.
1: Yeah. And, it, and a lot of changes in life, whether that be at the individual level or at the societal level, usually take some sort of huge reset.
0: Yeah. So I hope like, people watching this, I hope they, they get inspired to go remote for yeah. life. I, I do want to ask you, do you want to be remote for life? <laughs>
1: Do you, do you uh you well, always
0: want to work remotely
1: uh I always want to have choice like I like I think Good answer. Remo- remote <laughs> yeah yeah remote remote for me means choice it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to do something it's just like what it it symbolizes for me the freedom and flexibility to choose
0: yeah, for me, if, if somebody asked me this, I would say I always want to be remote from the office. I don't want to have to go somewhere for certain hours, five days a week. I can still live in one town and just work at home and go out and and sometimes yeah. meet people when I want to. And like you said, that's freedom.
1: Yeah. And then and then if things change for you and you find that oh, I want to go in an office a couple days a week and have have more time with people and maybe it's even just a co-working space you know it's like that kind of thing is is really helpful for some people so i think the choice is the most important thing
0: uh i did want to ask you where can we get your book
1: yeah it's on uh, it's on amazon it's probably the the most common place that people get books so uh amazon's probably the best bet
0: Okay, great. And um I'm really happy to announce for anyone watching that Jordan is also going to be doing a workshop with Digital Nomad World, which will be released He'll, he will do that after you watch this interview with him. Um but Jordan, if people want to follow you, where can they go?
1: The remotejobcoach.com. The best okay, place. Okay,
0: and on Amazon, Remote for Life. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. Um, I hope this has inspired people even more to look for remote jobs if it's something they've been thinking about or maybe something they've never considered before watching this. Um, I hope that you continue connecting with people and talking about the remote industry and helping people find jobs with the book and with your coaching as well.
1: Will do. Thanks, Peggy.
0: Thank you. Bye.